it seems post-COVID from the shutdown days, starting and keeping a business going is harder than ever. You know, we're faced with the challenge of uh, retaining employees. We're faced with the challenges of even finding uh, anybody that wants to work. And it seems like more so now than ever, uh, it's just, gosh, worse, a bigger challenge, if you will, than it ever has been in the past. I can tell you right now, you know, as with any business, if you don't have experience in doing it, don't just go out and open up a restaurant. Don't go out and just spend all that money. And I mean, you can spend a bunch of it in a minute now on a standalone building or uh you know, a little store in a strip mall where I'm from is a small town, but it's it's got a rather uh, large market. We live uh, right on two interstates. The community that we live in is is not very big, but it's more of a bedroom community. We're on the outskirts of uh, a couple of bigger towns. So there's several places to eat here. Of course, all the major fast food chains are here. and There's a few you know, local restaurants, mom and pop. We used to have a a cafe type concept. A lady and her husband, they finally just retired and they sold their, they closed their store down. It's been for sale forever and no one's bought it. They done good. They, they, uh, you know, they didn't get rich, but they, they made a decent little living there. But right now, tomorrow, there's a restaurant here that tomorrow's going to be their last day. You know, they got on social media and you know, I'm not telling you anything that's hasn't been put out there by them. Everybody knows about it. I don't know what their experience was in the restaurant business. I remember when they opened just a little end cap on a strip mall, just a home cooking, uh, you know, little cafe, if you will. I always got the impression that, I don't know, the lady knew how to cook, so she just wanted to take a chance on opening a restaurant type of deal. It, it it became kind of popular. I mean, it wasn't necessarily a destination for, for a lot of people, I don't think, but they probably had a bigger lunch crowd than anything. But anyway, nonetheless, they're closing tomorrow. They gave several reasons. Some of those reasons were the, the cost of goods, cost of labor, the cost, uh, the price of everything going up, whether it's utilities, any number of things like that. There's another place here in town. It's an old uh, pizza, pizza restaurant. It's got the old school feel from the 70s, you know, still the shag carpet. Uh, it's needed a facelift inside, a, a good solid remodel for for ever since, probably since then. But anyway, the, the guy that owned it, oh, it's probably been a couple of years or so ago, passed away, and uh, it's been closed ever since. This place was, you know, for probably a, a couple of generations back, was kind of the local pizza hangout, you know. they didn't necessarily serve the greatest pizza in the world. It, I mean, just to cut to the chase, it was a it was a discount pizza restaurant. You know, their, their marquee always read two for one always, you know. Well, uh, nothing's free. So you just get what you pay for. But nonetheless, you know, so a, a lot of people went to it. They liked it. Well, counting, let me just put it this way. Right now, someone, so someone recently bought that uh, last week and some guy, well, I'm going to open this up. I'm going to honor the previous owner the best that we can because he treated the community well and, you know, one thing or another. Without them opening, before they open, there's already five pizza places in this town of only just barely over 6,000 people. You know, if each restaurant, each pizza place 
had a thousand people exclusively, and this new guy taking the other thousand to to equal six thousand in a few. That's not enough. That's not enough to make a living at this area. This town already right now is inundated with pizza restaurants, and this place that the guy bought is just steeped in tradition from the people that have uh, you know come before, if you will, and uh, well. I'm just going to tell you right now, tradition's not going to pay the bills. Uh, oh, I don't know. Five or six years ago, I had the opportunity, or it's it's been uh, since five or six years ago, I was on the, the local advertising and promotions board, and we got a printout of uh, all the restaurants in town and anybody that sold prepared food, because that was the tax that this board oversaw, this particular restaurant. This pizza place that I'm telling you about I did not make that much money at all. And, you know, with him uh, preparing to be the sixth pizza place in town, it's not going to work. But on the other hand, our neighbor in town, a few years ago, they opened up a uh, pasta restaurant. And it's kind of just in a little nook in uh, an old historic district there in town. Uh, it's just really neat inside, you know. I don't think they particularly had any, and if they did, not much in the restaurant experience, but they have been hugely, hugely successful with that little restaurant. I mean, I don't know about any given night, but on the weekends, you're going to have to have reservations to get in there. And uh, it's just in a little tucked away and a little out of the the way place there. And, uh, you know, a building row of these old you know, some of these buildings are over a hundred years old and, uh, and that's great, you, you know, but the, you know, in reality, you don't hear, uh, those success stories very often out of people that enter that business like that with no little to no experience. There's a guy, uh, oh, I don't know, probably about 35, 40 miles from here opened a, uh, a pizza restaurant I don't know. I'm, I'm going to say probably about eight or 10 years ago. And, and he was uh, with the restaurant he opened was, let's just say, a mega regional pizza chain. Had all the resources that he needed. Uh, but, he, you know, he, he bought the land, built a standalone uh, unit, furnished it with all the latest, uh, you know, franchise uh, recommended furnishings, all new equipment. He just uh, just went over, I think, overboard, actually. I mean, I don't think the guy really uh, tried to buy any used equipment, you know, for the kitchen, which, you know, that stuff's, uh, you know, many times is made to last forever. Well, let me put it to you this way. It's made to be repaired forever. I mean, you know that probably being in the restaurant equipment supply and repair is probably a pretty lucrative business, too. Anyway, but this guy had absolutely zero restaurant experience. But I'll tell you where he thought that he did is he, his little, um, he was a certified public accountant, had his own little business and he'd done the books for a couple of those uh, pizza, pizza places that, um, was with this pizza franchise, you know, I guess, I don't know, maybe rubbing shoulders with those guys, uh, that he'd done the books for. I don't know. Maybe, maybe he, I don't know, was falsely influenced maybe. Maybe they seen him coming. I'm sure. Obviously, the guy had had money or had had access to it. Long story short, 
all that, no tell how much money, uh, easily, you know, to the tune of three quarters of a million dollars he had invested, I'm sure, just went under. He lasted maybe a year and a half, two years, and that's it. It was, it was, it was over. The ride was over. And he was the only, uh, you know, uh, it was a smaller town, but the only pizza place there. He easily, he easily could have been the pizza place, you know, the place. In small towns, you know, there, there's always that one place where all the high school kids hang out or want to work, or and he easily could have been this place. But because of his lack of knowledge, which resulted in mismanagement, you know, uh, not knowing uh, how to crunch the numbers, uh, keep good labor, food cost, uh, you know, get a grip on that inventory because, you know, your food cost and your labor are your two controllables in the restaurant business. And of course, you know, your utilities and things like that. That's a, that. That's just a no-brainer there, but that's got to run anyway. But, you know, you mismanage those other numbers and you're not going to make it. If you do manage them, there's a pretty good, you know, you can make a pretty decent living uh, out of a little store like that that he had. Another place locally. Uh, and I'm just trying to give you different scenarios uh, of, of why failure would happen. There, there was a guy here. I, I don't. I met him once. I didn't know him, but kind of semi locally, a couple towns over, probably twenty minutes away. Uh, this is, you know, probably been about eight years ago. He had a food truck, sold hamburgers, French fries. You know, he, his menu was real small, but man, he really made good hamburgers, uh, good service, a good-looking food truck, and uh, he would set up his truck in the downtown area of this town. And again, uh, this town also was in a historic district uh, along the Arkansas River. And he just had a real good business out of that food truck. I've seen this happen, uh, you know, and with other uh, food trucks as well. But but I just personally, personally am aware of this. And there was a, a steakhouse that had went out of business in this little old community that we live in. And so this guy with the hamburger food truck uh, come up here and leased this big old building that was had been a steakhouse. Now, listen, he bit off way more than he could chew and leased way more than he needed to come out of a food truck into a brick-and-mortar establishment. And he had all that overhead. Gosh, just, to, just to, to the energy cost in this building would have been, uh, I mean— it would have been a lot of money. Well, COVID hit and knocked the wind out of his sails, along with his high cost of operating that I just can't imagine him having factored that high cost of operation into his business model. Because if he had, if he would have never come off that food truck and leased that great big building. But anyway, post-COVID, the building's empty. It has been since, and it's just got a for sale sign on it again, you know, or for lease, for lease. He didn't, he didn't own it, he just leasing it. I guess the whole point is, as with any business, you know, if you don't know what you're doing, don't, just because you know how to cook does not make you a restaurant operator. It certainly doesn't make you a restaurant owner. You know, I guess if you've got the money and you've got, you know, the resources to just continually pull yourself out of the hole while you're learning, thus creating, <laughs> I don't know, big learning curve there, if you will. Uh, I would not recommend diving headfirst into the restaurant business if you don't know what you're doing. 
because chances are it's not going to work out. And not only are you going to be out of a lot of money, you're going to have an, had hired a lot of people and they're going to be out of a job. And what a, what a bleak uh, episode this is, but it's hard work. You guys out there know it's hard work running a restaurant. You, you know, you gotta, you gotta get up and, and hit, hit the floor with both feet every morning. And it, it's, there's a sacrifice in it, big sacrifice. At any rate, best of luck to everybody uh, in your endeavors of running a successful restaurant and a great bottom line. We'll see you next time. 